0: Welcome back to the Let's Talk Local podcast. Uh, today we're recording the first of three episodes together with Group M. We will dive deep into location marketing. Uh, this first episode will be about strategy. Uh, the second episode about tech and tools. And the third one, which will also be a live webinar Um, will be about implementation so what do you need to prepare as a company, as an organization to be able to to set a good strategy for location marketing and have that run through all the way down to to great execution Um, so sign up for that one it will be live the 8th of April Uh, you will find the link on our LinkedIn page or at pinmit 2com so please sign up for that one uh, now let's dive into today's episode together with Scott and Marie. Let's go. All right. So welcome back to the Let's Talk Local podcast. Uh, with me today, I have Scott and Marie from Group M. Uh, Scott, you're the director of Own Media, and, and Marie, you're uh, senior uh, consultant in Own Media. Uh, is that correct? Yes, that's yeah. All right, so can you give us, tell us some some about who, who's Marie and Scott, what's your background, how did you end up at, at Group M?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, Marie and I have been working together for uh, something like eight years now. We worked together at a, another agency previously. Uh, we moved to, to Group M about a year and a half ago. Um, and location marketing is something i think both of us have been excited about for a long time and so immediately when we came to to group m we reached out to pinmi to about setting up a partnership so that we could really formalize and, and create a, a better offering when it comes to location marketing
0: all right And you marry your You are you more hands on in the projects or what's your role in the in the team
2: uh, well, it depends. But uh, I am lead consultant for some of our larger clients, uh, so um, sometimes it's very hands-on. Sometimes it's more uh, helping with uh, change management and supporting clients with different needs. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. So, Group M is a it's a it's a huge brand and, and global, but. Uh, Uh, It might be that some of our listeners maybe don't know about Group M. What what is Group M and and what do you do, sort of?
1: Yeah, I think you're you're right. Maybe um, particularly within owned media, we're not as well known in in the Swedish market, perhaps um, relative to our size. Um, For many people, we're known as the largest media agency in the world um, with, I don't know, 63 billion Dollars of media investment, or something like that, 33,000 people globally. So it is an enormous organization. Um, and, and that was part of the opportunity that we saw when we, we came here as well. That uh, with that size, there is opportunity. And we're going through our own transformation as well. Uh, the media side of the business is, is obviously something that's heavily affected by all the technology disruption that's going on. And, and that was the opportunity that we signed up for. Can we be part of the the transformation of an organization of, of this size? So uh, there's um, big news coming out of um, uh, our, our Copenhagen office this week. Uh, as a Nordic organization, we're now one of the very few partners for Google that's certified both as a um, Google marketing platform and Google cloud platform, um, certified partner. So it's a real statement to the market that we're no longer just a media agency, but moving into digital consulting in a big way.
0: Yeah. And I guess I'm thinking own media is also, it grows so a lot the last couple of years. Uh, you see sometimes the companies almost have like a in-house media department doing broadcasting and, and stuff like that. uh, so, How's that uh, been over the last couple of years?
1: Uh... Yeah, I I think there's a real sort of um, awakening of uh, a shift from very narrow disciplines like SEO to, all right, let's really embrace this owned media thing much more strategically. And uh, yeah, we we see plenty of cases from around the world of of brands seeing themselves more as a media owner. you look at retail, for example, and, and this shift to retail media ownership is is a big, big trend. Um, so with that, we see our role not only as being an extension of our clients' teams, but really helping with that capability development as well.
0: Yeah.
1: All
0: right. So today we'll talk about the strategies for location marketing. Um, and I think location marketing, thats thats uh, we're part of that, like... <laughs> Part of that uh, we're in that part of the digital landscape sort of and uh, pinment is niche this platform to to handles location location marketing or at least part of it uh, what's if, if you give, would give the full scope of location marketing what is the different like pillar stones or what do you need to to even uh, to be able to even start talking about strategies what do you need to know about the different like yeah pillar stones or like the foundations uh, could you walk us through those different parts of it.
1: Do you want to take that one, Marie?
2: Sure. Uh, so if we, I mean, we're used to calling it um, the components of location marketing. Uh, and that's just also to try and make it a bit easier for the client to understand. Uh, we tend to look through location marketing from our own lens. So SEO team look at it through local search or local SEO pay team look at it in a different way and then you have social media team looking at another way. So we're trying to package it uh, by including five components. So the first one is location management, uh, which is about making sure that you're meeting the client's basic needs uh, or the consumer's basic needs. So having the correct information on Google My Business, for example, like opening hours, name and address, uh, phone number um and here i think PinMe2 is of course a great solution to to help with those issues because it's not uh, possible to do that across thousands of locations manually it would, it would be very painful to do it um so uh, so that's a, I mean that's where pimito comes in as well um however that's not a guarantee for for visibility so Another component, and the second one we've uh, added, is local search, um, and here it's actually getting the most out of map visibility as well as um, base local visibility. So, integrating with the paid team and uh, and making sure that you're visible when uh, when consumers are in those uh, micro moments when they're looking for a specific location and uh, have needs, that they want to buy something in that moment. Um, the next one is community management, which is about meeting your consumers, so reviews. And and it's not just about replying to reviews, uh, which I've seen that a lot of um, businesses actually are struggling with, that they're not seeing the importance of answering on if it's Google Maps or, um, I mean, they often answer their, uh, their consumers on social media, but somehow uh, maps uh, can often be left out. Mm. So one thing then is to answer them and meeting them and also taking knowledge from what their consumers or their clients are saying. Uh, and another thing is also how to generate more reviews because we're seeing that that can also have an impact on visibility. I want to hear more
0: about about that later, sorry. Yes,
2: (laughs) absolutely. Uh, And then the fourth one is local content. And uh, this is more about aligning brand communication with local content. So how do you actually make sure that you can have a message across all, if it's thousands or hundreds of locations from a brand perspective, but also creating that more personalized feeling to to your local community. Um, so those are the four most, I guess, important ones. And then we have a fifth one, which is data and insights. Uh, and that's, I mean, mostly about how can you then measure uh, what your efforts are doing, your return on investment on foot traffic, organic traffic, uh, making sure that you have perhaps like a, a a dashboard to to help with all of those insights so you can continuously improve and see what works and what doesn't work so that's so, that's the short version. yeah
0: yeah nice yeah uh, so it sort of it sounded like it's almost um, it took him a, in a certain steps it, it sounded like you should start at uh, at one end or at one point or what's uh, how do you usually if 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 I'm a new company and I haven't done any location marketing at all, like where would you start and how would you build up from there?
2: I think it would be natural to, to start with the first component. So location management, making sure that you have all of the basic information in place. Uh, and then it's not just about basic information. You would also like to, to take as much uh advantage of the the possibilities that you can i mean you can also use different categories and uh, there's different ways of using descriptions uh, etc so that's that's one thing but i think maybe the first thing that i would say is also deciding on who's responsible for for location marketing the efforts is it uh from a centralized or decentralized uh, model I mean, is it hmm. going to be run from from um, like on a corporate level, or is it going to be on location teams, uh, or is it a hybrid model? So I think that's maybe the first step. Uh, but a lot of our clients tend to start with with location management. Uh, well, it's a good beginning.
0: Yeah. What would you say would be what's the best uh, what's the like best practice or the ideal ideal way of working? It? Uh, is it uh, what do you usually prefer in terms of the setup? Who's who, who will do it? Uh,
2: well, we have a very close collaboration with with PNV2. Uh So for our clients, we've we've done we've mostly started with uh, the first component where Pinv2 does a great job in gathering the information, and together with us, then we're we're making sure that we can take the most advantage of uh, of the different platforms. Uh, yeah. So. So that's, I mean, that's ideal when when we can just work together closely with the clients.
0: Um, of course, but I mean, at at the client side, on, on the company side, should they? Do you prefer? Is it easier or better? Like, what's best practice? Is it the local team or is it the headquarters or like who should do the? Who should start? Who who should own it? Sort of. Uh,
2: well, it's it's a very good question, and I think there's uh, pros and cons with. With the different models, uh, the, that's why the most common one is a hybrid model. Uh, mm. Because if it's if everything is run on a, a corporate level, then you can lose some of the local insights that you would need to to create uh, local content. So uh, I think actually, uh, what was her name? That she, the one that was talking about social uh, Abba Galan. Abba, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. Uh, she was talking about that as well for uh, for um, uh, uh, yeah. where... it's, from an,
0: it's from another episode for the people listening. I think it's the fifth episode yes. or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was great. She was talking about that for for social media strategies, where mm-hmm. where she could see like for a brand um, or a like corporate level, there can be legal restrictions in how to to create content. Uh, there can be other restrictions if they're doing a collaboration or sponsoring an event while on a local level you can be more I guess more personalized you can be more engaging with your with your um, consumers in that area uh, I know myself I'm I'm very familiar with uh, Bea which is a store here an Ica store I don't say Ica Quantum I would say Bea mm. uh, which is like they do a lot of different events in that store so I'm very engaged with that one, uh, and I think it's the same same way. Um, if you only tend to go for local content, then you can also, um, I guess, you can tend to to lose a certain situation, maybe quality uh, of the content, mm. and you can also lose that uh, that brand. Um, what would I say that brand voice that you would need as well because being a small location or a big location, but you're still a part of a big brand. So Mm -hmm. it's important to have a a good balance between the two.
1: I think this is a really important, interesting point where those first couple of steps in or components that we spoke about are probably um, easier to centralize. And then when you're getting towards a community management and, and the local content. That's probably a more decentralized part. So when we're talking about a hybrid model, if you can divide it up that way, but the the more challenging parts where you need more digital maturity, because this is a, a transformation as well, right? Location marketing has been disrupted by a lot of new technologies. And so where you need more maturity is on the far end of this, the so local mm. content what sort of dynamic content tools are we using? What sort of governance processes do we have in place to, to manage that? Because as Marie saying, it's more complex to get the balance right between the, the brand identity and consistency, uh, but allow each and every location to have their own identity and for that, mm. that to come through as well.
0: I think, uh, it sounds also like this is, if you boil it down, this is why it's important to even have a strategy to begin yeah. with. Like if you're a bigger company, you need to have a strategy, otherwise you might see you might look at this like it's just a part of the operational execution like okay, we need to set the location management up, but if you don't have the tactics or have a strategy to to for the longer haul to then then you yeah
1: exactly and we we see that all the time we see many brands out there who are first and foremost, trying to address pain points of how, how do we keep mm. location data up to date for 500 locations across tens of platforms. And that's why, why Pin Me Too is always uh, in the middle of the discussions that we're having with clients, um, you know, straight up. It, yeah. It's like, we need that pain solved. Yeah. And, and that's great, but we want to pretty quickly move to, hey, there's, much, there's a much bigger discussion here as well. For sure. Like, uh, the last 12 months has really accelerated a, a lot of trends and, and changes, and, and not least of which is this strategic view of location marketing. We already saw some mega trends underway. There was a great um, video as a part of Google's uh, Transform event recently. They had a what they called, they called them a distinguished scientist. Preston McAfee, I think, doing a great piece about global trends around the shortening of supply chains and that that sort of reverse globalisation. You know, I think that's where it gets to be an interesting discussion. How, how important is location marketing to us as a brand? How does it sit yeah. alongside e-commerce when we're going through this digital disruption? Um, let's have that level of discussion and then... Um, recognize it as a strategic priority for for many multi-location businesses, and then then we can release budget and really get into this and and do it properly. Uh,
0: that's so interesting. All right, so I'm a company. I've set up the location management. I've done the the first step in in the strategy. What's what's the next step then? Is that local search or?
1: Yeah, it is, and and uh, we again want to really challenge ourselves and our clients to to bundle capability. So uh, here, it's important that we we really look at this as paid and organic search, um, and we have many paid search teams already working with um, local extensions and promoted pins in map environments and and the like. Uh, but how well is that integrated into organic search and? As is often the case with search, the devil's in the details as, as well. It's uh, um, important that we think about not only organic visibility through maps, but through the base rank of organic search as well. And so um, I think, uh, pin me to, you do have some competitors out there that are, are doing, uh, that have modules around um, landing pages, for example. but personally we've we've advised some clients um to go with pin me to rather than those solutions because we think that's an important uh component of all this for you to have a lot of control over as a brand that it should be natively built into your website rather than um some out-of-the-box solution that creates Mm. sometimes lower quality landing pages so so i think Yeah, it's really important to look at these things and have a strategic view of how you're going to move forward. And that landing page question is really, really important. Um, If you look at Maps results, then Google's looking for to to list very specific locations, whereas if I'm searching for um, uh, a grocery retailer in Stockholm or in Brommer or a very specific location, then... uh, if there's if there's multiple options there maybe a category page is a better landing page so again you need to really take the time to architect this um, content ecosystem of of viewers the right way to get the outcomes that we're looking for
0: so the and to get people understand why it's important is not uh, because people also talk a lot about like the no click search you go into google maps and then go straight to or the get the directions or whatever but uh It's still important to have those local pages on your website because it affects how you rank. Uh, so even if uh, even if you would use like even if even if you're in a no click uh, usage or like a user that that doesn't go to the website, it's still important to be able to to rank. Yeah, better. exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that I've seen data that says about forty percent of the activity goes to the maps results or it might be the reverse 40 or 60 but there's Mm. still a lot of engagement going on with the the base results as well and uh there's a big missed opportunity if we're not um building landing pages for for that opportunity
0: yeah all right so now we have the location management set up we have sort of put the basis for the local search i guess there are some you can dive into deeper into that as well i guess but And then what would be the the third step then uh, when you have have those two in place?
2: Community, yeah, sure. Uh, Community management then, uh, which is meeting your clients. So uh, you're getting, I mean, businesses are getting so much feedback uh, from their clients, both positive or or users, both positive and negative. And uh, I think it's really important that they're not, Taking a, like laid-back approach to that because we see that it's it's increasing more and more. Uh, so people really want to to be heard, and it has to do with uh, clients being more empowered as well. They they know that that others are going to read a review, so. They know, like, if I say something bad about my experience, others will know, and that's also a way to sort of punish <laughs> that location. Mm. Um, and then if it's positive experience, um, less people want to tell about that. Most people actually want to tell about the negative experience, uh, unfortunately. But I think in those cases, it's really important to actually then reply. Um, mm. And then, so that's the first step. And we know that how how quick you reply to those reviews uh, can affect your your rankings how you how you just um, decide also which ones should be a priority should it be based on location should it be based on how many stars or how negative the or positive the review is uh, so there's different ways of setting that up within the organization as well and I think that's an opportunity that a lot of uh, businesses aren't really taking advantage of yeah um, and another one is how to actually generate more reviews and there's some very easy tricks that some some uh, some businesses does and others don't but having a qr code uh, mm. at a specific location like how did you did you like our services or uh, do you have any feedback uh, another one is just including a link to your review page in um, email after Someone has, uh, I don't know, rented a car or, or uh, something like that, and um, there's just like a lot of different easy ways to do it. Uh, you can also have a link on your website from that specific landing page, uh, from for a location. Just so it's saying. about a-
0: asking your customers: Do you do you like us? Would you wish to share it? Like it's, it yes. maybe it's not harder than that. Maybe and then you can try different ways of. Uh, Communicating I mean, those,
2: that, and, yeah. Yeah, and those are just three very easy things to do. There are other ways, of course, as well, how you architect that and how you can, uh, I guess, use uh, other influencers and advocates to to help also spread a message or or getting more reviews. There's, yeah. uh, there's tons of different opportunities here, uh, but I'm not really seeing a lot of uh, multi-location businesses taking advantage of that.
0: No, I agree. And I think you're into something that it's, I like that you call it community uh, rather than uh, review management because it's uh, a lot of, it seems like a lot of companies believe that reviews is what it was a few years ago. It was more like rating. People rated your businesses but they didn't li- really it wasn't a dialogue. Now people they write stuff. Review can also be like a complainant about something or it can be like lifting something that's they really like about that store or People working in it or whatever, but it seems like it's it's almost a, it's almost like it's a it's a dialogue. You're expecting some sort of answer or reply, either from the store or maybe from some another person that would also go to that store. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of. Yes,
2: um, and I think this just here again, it's important that uh, the multi-location businesses also know who's responsible for this and why? I mean, why is it important? I think sometimes it's easy to just, I mean, customer, say that like customer service will handle this, but then they don't have the the training or the understanding of why they should answer one way on, on maps and another way mm-hmm. maybe on Facebook. Um, so that's also something that is an important part of the strategy, just helping with that capability development.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Who should it be? Like, is it usually the marketing department, or is it the customer service department, or like, uh, yeah?
2: Well, that's that's the question, right? Yeah, <laughs> <So> that's the <laughs> pain point that we see that uh, the age. H- uh, I mean, that the businesses they have organizational silos, and it's affecting mm-hmm. their budgets. So, the easy answer is that no one will answer these questions or or meeting their clients. Mm. Uh, and i think that's one i mean that's again uh, to referring back to the to the beginning when i said it's really important to to know who's responsible for for these activities and have have a, i don't know have a team that will will help with these problems um, the ones but, that you
0: see doing it best do they have like a specific team or is it part of uh, the e-commerce support as well or like how how is it structured uh,
2: for, for our clients, they have we have helped them um, estimate how much time it would take for customer service to do it. So that's just one way of, of uh, an example of how we help our clients to actually see, okay, how much time will it take for them? How much does that mean in budget? How many people would that mean per week? Uh, and then just, yeah. So in this case, it's been customer, or in these cases, it's been customer service, but I guess, Others tend to have other, you know, outside agencies that will help. Uh, there's also, um, I, I think that's been most common in, in Sweden that that it's not in house uh, mm. that take care of it. Uh, perhaps social media, but not when it comes to maps. No. So, um, but Let's it's hope, we're hope getting that there.
0: change. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but, sure. I mean, you're if you're a local customer, you want to talk to someone that actually knows something about that business, something about that store, I'm not talking about just some general uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. outsourced uh, customer service, or at least
1: that's my...
2: Exactly.
1: I think flow. as, as uh, industry, if you like, matures around this question, we're, we're going to have to recognize even amongst those 200 or 500 or 1,000 locations, we've got a, a range of digital maturity, right? There's... There's some that are going to want to be a lot more self-sufficient. Great. And then let, let's let not um, just completely drop the ball on, on the locations that <laughs> really need the help. And that's a mm. big challenge. So uh, I think the hybrid models are going to have to become a little bit more sophisticated as well, where we see the central team really working with these uh, uh, individual locations more and more. Mm. Yeah, mm.
0: makes sense. All right, so now we have the location management in place. We have the local search. We use also started working with our community management. Uh, and then the fourth step is local content, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, and here, should, I think there's go.
2: some, I mean, I think we should both <laughs> should have a go at it. But I think here it's, uh, again, balancing brand uh, content with local content. and. And it doesn't have to be manual. I think that's one very important point here, that there's a lot of different technology that can help with this and automating uh, content for thousands of locations. And I I would, I just wish that more people would also use that because it's really cool when you see other cases and how they work with it uh, and also connecting that to out-of-home uh, advertisement. I mean, that's it's just so many... Possibilities when it comes to to local content, mm. um, but it's. Uh, I think there's also here so much you can learn from that. So again, if it's uh, run from the from the corporate team, then uh, they could miss out on insights that are really important. If if it's maybe a local event or just it's just a very good way of connecting with that community. Mm.
0: Um, what do you, it seemed to me like uh, a lot of companies actually are struggling with this, like I, I'm maybe it's because uh, social media was on a brand level first and like the local level is kind of new still, uh, but it seemed like companies grasping like why this is important and uh, like I, I think about some things sometimes about how much uh, multiple like chain businesses they put so much money into the into the store they have like. Um, mm. People uh, traveling around the country, like making sure that it looks really nice in the mm. store. Uh, but then when you go into the digital space, it's like, no, nah, we only do brand level here. Uh, mm. It's not super important to have it uh, as nice in the local level. I, I'm, I don't understand why it's, they put so like millions and millions into the visual like visual parts offline, but online it's uh, it's very early stage. I don't know. I
1: don't
2: that's really get how. It. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. That, that's how organizations are. That's the, how their foundation is. That we have an offline team, we have an online team, or a digital mm-hmm. team, and then they they don't really sync uh, in most cases. And this is a very good example where it's, <laughs> it would be good to to have a weekly work session or just sit together in a room and and see how they can can do this even better. Um, yeah, I've
1: had the same uh, reflection though that mm. my partner works in construction and uh, has built uh, some some retail outlets, and it's like that single sign costs millions. You know <laughs> um, what we could do with that in a digital context.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I also think it has to do with um, with knowledge within the different uh, businesses. So for our clients now, we've We've taken baby steps with some of them. So started with uh, Google Posts just as pilot projects, like taking those small steps. And then they're they're surprised, like, wow, we're getting a lot of visibility on these posts. Mm. And then they want to do it again. And then it's just like starting small, and then how can we do this even larger? So for one of them, we, we did that uh, last month just as a pilot project. Very easy. We try to keep it as... Uh, uh, personalized as possible with the uh, with the text uh, but uh, we could probably do more with the with the content as well the images etc but now they want to do a whole campaign for it mm. so I think it has to do with like convincing them and and showing what's what's possible yeah and then for so, in some cases it doesn't really work well it depends on what the message is right if it, if it's an of offer and that offer isn't really attracting people or mm. they don't find it interesting then no they're not going to click to your website mm. and make a conversion mm. um, but so, if you, that if,
0: yeah. so if you're not convinced maybe it could be a good good thing to be curious and try in some different stores or like try it for a few months and see what happens uh, uh, when when activating activating local content
2: definitely so the yeah. angle should be uh Using technology uh, and, and, you know, doing it even more personalized. But I think Mm. for for many businesses, just taking those baby steps and learning from from those, um, taking insights from those projects is really important. It's just a way of getting the whole organization on board as well.
1: And yet again, this is a point that connects into that range of, of digital maturity of each location as well, that uh, maybe at the start of a journey, it's a bit more centralized. We're using more of these dynamic content solutions. We've we've got a proprietary one called Lemon Pie, for example, that allows us to use templated uh, content. Um, and, and then as you mature, maybe you do bring in more of them the manual, customized, locally produced content that's more authentic and and maybe lifts engagement and and all the rest of it.
0: Mm. And I guess there's no like uh, there's no given recipes like what's what works for your brand and like your mm. uh, yeah uh, I guess you need profession professionals like you to to set that up. Uh, what's the what's the Fifth, fifth part then was data and insights.
1: Uh... And tech, we forgot to mention and tech. Yeah, yeah. Data and tech, yeah. Which of course is, Pin Me 2 is a part of that uh, for us. And um, But we also talk to our clients about what's your location marketing tech stack look mm. like. And that, yeah. That's partly about Pin Me 2 and it's partly about solutions like Lemon Pie when it comes to that dynamic content. But mm. it's also about technology that supports these governance processes. I think we need to, to recognize that governance is uh, such a big issue for location marketing success because of this very unique dynamic of the decentralized versus centralized question. Um, so whether it's a ticketing system for for handling requests from each of the locations that can be handled centrally. Um, so that's uh, the tech side. And then did you want to speak to the data, Marie?
2: Of course, <laughs> uh, no. But I think uh, for for our clients, we've helped them set up a dashboard. That's, I mm. mean, that's a very basic need that uh, many aren't thinking about, and also just making sure that they're monitoring their efforts are setting need up to be visualized. For that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. uh, and shared with, I guess, as many people as possible that can be involved. Um, And before that, I think it's also important that we have uh, a session with the clients on what their KPIs look like, helping them set them. And is is it should the focus be on on traffic, or should it be on how they communicate with their client, uh, their users or consumers, Uh, or should it be something else? Is it revenue or foot traffic? Mm. Maybe it's all of them, uh, but just making it. Clear to them because otherwise we're doing all of these efforts, <laughs> all of this great work, and then we have no no idea how it's performing. So it's just like a very yeah. basic thing to have in place. And there's different levels uh, again based on uh, the maturity of the client. It can be in data uh, data studio, it can be Power by BI. I mean, there's so many different setups. So. We have a dialogue with the clients on what their needs are. Again, not just saying you need this <laughs> specific solution, mm. um, and then taking it from there. And it varies a lot from client to client on yeah. uh, on what their needs are.
0: Yeah. About, um, about KPIs, I'm thinking uh, new to location marketing, going through these steps. It, may, it might be hard, maybe, to know like what are the KPIs we should look for. Do you like mm-hmm. do you present KPIs in the Uh, In the early stage and follow them through, or do you like? Is it is that also something that matures over time? Or um.
2: yes, and I think it's important here to have different uh, goals and metrics uh, connected to the activities that we do. It's not like okay, let's have thirty percent increase in organic traffic and then not do anything on local search or Mm. (laughs) only focusing on paid. So of course those have those two have to be. Uh, connected somehow. Uh, and also, if we're working with uh, Facebook, what can we have as a KPI there? It's Are we looking at rankings? Uh, so instead of having different uh, tools, uh, we, we just try to gather all of them in one dashboard.
1: Mm. And in the, those early stages as well, it, you know, it's really about getting hygiene elements in place, you know, getting that location data up to date. So the the, the more strategic point of view is maybe not there yet. And, and so that's why we tend to bring in the dashboard discussion once we've uh, established at that baseline, really. yeah. There's also, there's a good uh, Forrester paper called uh, the, localized marketing imperative that i recommend everyone check out and in there they talk about the the big remaining challenge is is really measurement around the the commercial outcomes that we're looking for the foot traffic and the in in in-store sales right that's still the big unsolved challenge for location marketing Um, so for the moment we there is a little bit of a settling for uh, clicks and phone calls to locations, mm. rather than the yeah those KPIs that are very close to conversion.
0: Yeah, yeah. We like we yeah, As you know, we're the first part of this. Usually, when we talk with our clients, uh, uh, setting the location management setup. Mm. But the, it's very common that companies very early start about talk about ROI, like what's the return mm. on invest of doing this, and it's like super complex it's hard for us to know and we're not we're a supplier of, of a software it's hard to for us to know what your kpis are mm-hmm. so it's that's a really hard question to answer from our side but what would you say to to get companies to to understand that this is something that they should invest in like what kpis should they look for in the beginning maybe to sort of uh, fee- get that feeling that okay this we get something in return this is worth uh, uh investing
1: uh, say? i'd say they've got to understand how important it is for their their customers so it could even mm. be interesting informing this whole process with customer journey mapping and and you know it's so easy right now to get all worked up about e-commerce but uh, a more a sophisticated view might be well, what we were talking about with preston mcafee that uh, distinguished scientist from google there are big trends afoot right now, this, this sort of returning back to a, a slower life, a simpler life, life, a healthier life, and I think that's all been a part of this shift back towards uh, localization, and that that's just another part of what digital has, has promised for so long, more tailored, more personalized, more localized experiences, right, so... Uh, let's do the homework and, and see where our customers stand. Is, is that important to them? Um, and and then there's the how does it integrate with e-commerce as well, click and collect models and and all that. It's not that they're opposing worlds. You know, let's bring mm. it together and really develop um, better customer experiences. Yeah. Start by understanding how important it is to them. Yeah.
2: I think one. Uh, I have one example where I did a. Uh, 2020 review for a client where we've been doing some uh, some location marketing initiatives uh, mostly local search but also offsite so google my business mainly mm. uh, and what they were thought was re- and i thought was really interesting was how the whole if i call it a content ecosystem has contributed to more conversions so those pages that we were listing in maps uh, people landing on those page- pages were actually converting later, and we saw an increase of over seventy percent. Uh, so uh, I think that gave them so some motivation to to continue uh, working yeah. with uh, location marketing. They they hadn't looked at it at it from that angle at all. Um, mm. So that was a very fun <laughs> presentation for me to show them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So. Uh... I think this sounds like a good way to, or a good point to round round this up. Um, so this is actually a part of a, a series of three episodes we're we're doing together with you at Group M. And so this first one was about strategy. The second one will be about tech and tools, uh, and the third one will be about how to implement it, uh, implementation and organization and and, and that part. Um, if uh, company listening to this they feel like okay, we really should start working on location marketing, and we really need to set up a strategy. Uh, how do they get in contact with Group M?
1: Uh, the website is, you you find all our details groupm.se or yeah, uh, yep. is We're found on
2: Google Maps as well. Yeah,
0: is <laughs> it for both big big and small businesses, or do you work with everyone, or is it?
1: We do, yeah. Uh, yep. I think that's an advantage of, you know, we we are part of this global <laughs> uh, enterprise, mm. uh, but we we have very much a local flavor out of the Swedish office as well.
0: Yeah. All right. So thanks a lot, Marina Scott. It was really fun talking to you and listening to all your expertise on this in this area. I enjoyed it, enjoyed it a lot, and I hope our listeners did as well.
1: Thanks, thanks so very much. It's great.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot. See you around. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks to Scott and Marie for sharing. It was a pleasure listening to your expertise around strategy for location marketing. Uh, for next week's episode, we'll have Zara Alikahi joining us. Uh, Zara's uh, Martech Strategy Director at Group M. So she will share her knowledge about the tech and tools and specifically for location marketing. So don't miss out on that one. Uh, also, don't miss out to sign up for the live webinar, which will be the 8th of April, uh, where we will have a panel with experts from Group M talking about implementation. So sign up for that one. Uh, you will be have the ability to, to ask questions yourself as well. So please sign up and uh, show up for the 8th of April. Uh, so thanks for being here. See you around. Ciao.